Hey, real quick, I just wanted to let you know that Gabba Gabba Hunt is now a record store. Well, not really a store, but a booth at an antique store located in Eastridge Mall in Gastonia, North Carolina. Vintage Village is three stores down from Dillard's on the left. And my booth is on the left side of Vintage Village. It's the one with all the records. You can't miss it. I've got over a thousand records, toys, t-shirts, DVDs, VHS, all kinds of stuff there. So come check it out. Gabba Gabba Hunt Records and Vintage Goods located in Vintage Village at Eastridge Mall, Gastonia, North Carolina. You are now listening to the Gabba Gabba Hunt Talks Podcast, where we bring you conversations with people connected to the Carolina's underground music scene. Your host, Mike Phillips of Van Huskins. Can you hear me? Uh, I hit the microphone. I got. Oh, I hear something. All right, that's me. Sorry. Okay, that's all right. Uh, I'm you... good with computers, man. <laughs> that's all right. Um, Only drone test. The camera to that activate video on your end. Where's that at? Down here. Sorry. That's all right. There you are. There I am. There you is. Yeah. <laughs> There's my ugly mug. Sorry, sir. <laughs> it, you know, we don't, we don't, I've done it without having the, the video before, but it always kind of helps make it a little bit more personal, you know? Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Man, I'm all right. How was the show last night? It was good. It was, out well? it was good. Um, it, the, all the bands were great. Uh, there was another show like down the road at, at Milestone that really pulled from the exact same crowd that we were pulling from. Right, and uh, that was also a birthday celebration for somebody who's really well liked within the scene. So, I oh, kind of okay. thought it would be a sparse crowd, and and it was, it was, um, unfortunately. But you know, you, you got to try. Um, some nights, like people support them all. Um, you know, there's enough people to support them all going out to shows. Last night, though, there was the Milestone show. P. Lander Z was at Snug Harbor. Um, mm. uh, Alice Cooper tribute. That's getting some popularity in Charlotte and, and is, you know, got some well-known musicians in it in Charlotte. They were playing as well. So there was like a lot of stuff going on last night that really could draw from, from our potential crowd. Yeah. And you yeah, know, I hate, to, I hate to bother you yesterday. I didn't even think about you were having a show and then I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't playing the show unfortunately, but you know, I know. So I was, I was, I was there all day. Like, you know, I set up and sold at the market that they had during the day. And then I took a break and then I just sold, left my stuff set up last night and sold a few more things. So it was worth it. But, um, you know, I, I booked the show. It was originally supposed to be a Van Huskin show. Um, yeah, but you know, we're not playing right now and me and Eric don't have anything else ready to go yet. So, you know, I talked to everybody and they still wanted to play, um, who I had booked already and then just right. grabbing a couple more bands and, and threw, threw together a killer show that, you know, a handful of people got to see, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, it's it's also hard to get people from Charlotte to come to Char- to Gastonia to see shows, um, mm-hmm. and, and I tried my best to get the Gastonia crowd out last night, and I don't know they must have went to Charlotte last night, so <laughs> who knows? But of course, uh, is it from you know Charlotte? I don't really know. It's um it's really only like thirty minutes. Oh, you know for 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 most people it'd be thirty minutes or less just to get to to the Rooster in Gastonia. Um, okay, and like I told a couple of people yesterday, you know I've been driving. Over 30 years, I've been driving from Kings Mountain to Charlotte. She shows every weekend or just about every weekend. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, I I get it. You know, you're in Charlotte. you got a lot of options there and a lot of entertainment options, obviously, live music and stuff like that. The the Rooster's a cool place. Uh, We've gotten some people come down and check it out. Again, it's just it's it's a matter of convenience, and Gastonia really just needs to uh, realize what they've got and and come out and start supporting that place, honestly. Yeah. I emailed them and... I'm trying to get something going next year, hopefully up there. Yeah, yeah. He's he was talking yesterday about trying to, you know, looking into the next year to see what he can book. And you know, he knows that we're not going to be ready until next year. So maybe maybe by the time we're ready, we can get a show together. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Be nice. Um, I know uh, Brandy and the Butcher would like to come back up here again, and uh, mm-hmm. so you know, maybe we can maybe we can throw something like that together and 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 see if we right. can get some Gastonia people out because even if it's not Van Huskins. And even if the new band will technically not be a Gastonia band because Eric now lives in Charlotte and that's where we will be practicing, um, mm-hmm. you know, we still have those ties. And and and, and uh, 
I don't live in King, in Gastonia. I live in Kings Mountain, but I have those ties, and so you know right. we'll, we'll be able to get some of our friends out for the, for that when we're playing. Yeah, um, especially if it ends up being like our debut show. But I don't know. I don't know if that'll happen or not. We might try to jump on something towards the end of the year if we get stuff going really well. Um, yeah, but we've hit a roadblock, a drummer roadblock. But uh, mm. oh no, no, so this is how bad it is, though. Guess where we're getting a drummer from? From well, your, I've, I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from your neck of the woods, I believe. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, hopefully that I've all works rumors. out. I, I, I talk to him daily. Let's put it that way. I talk to him daily. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so hopefully that's going to work out. We, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it because I love, I love that guy. He's very, uh, he's very good. Yeah, yeah. And I love him to death. I've known him for, I've known him longer than I've been playing punk rock because I went to like school with him, uh, high school. Well, not high school, middle school, and I believe elementary school for a little bit. Oh, okay. So I've known him for quite a while. <laughs> anyway, we we can stop talking about the show last night and what's going on with me, although that's always kind of good to get that kind of stuff out of the way because, um, you know, I'll leave some of it in the podcast. People ask questions, and this way it's like, yeah, listen to the podcast. You'll know what's going on. Yeah. But today I'm calling talking to uh, Corey Whitmer. Is on, am I saying your last name right? Yeah, Whitmer, Whitmer. Whitmer. Yeah, okay. That's, I, I yeah. wasn't exactly sure, so I always try to try to say it. And then, unless I just know I can't say it, <laughs> but, oh, you good. the drummer from, uh, from long shot odds. Yeah. And we've had uh, Patrick on here a couple of times. Patrick was just on a couple of months ago and, uh, yeah. I talked to Corey about having him on at some point. And, uh, so here we are. Yeah. Yep. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we get into anything else, like, are you currently, are y'all working on new music or, uh, actually we've been in the recording studio, um, did one old song, kind of like redid it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't very satisfied with the last time we recorded it, and it was years ago. So we went back and re-recorded it. Um, uh, did two new songs, um, and steadily just writing new material now. Um, got a show Friday the thirteenth of October. Nice. So that. That's like this week or so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, that's down there in uh, rural America and Charleston. Never play there, so hopefully a lot of people might show up. I hope so. Yeah. And then from there, I think we're just going to kind of chill and write new material. JJ, our guitarist, is very influenced in the metal, mm. more metal stuff, and past more of the... Uh, no effects, pop punk kind of stuff. And yeah, Kellen, I really don't know <laughs> to tell you the truth, but, uh, you know, they, you know, Pat usually writes everything, but I think, I think, um, JJ and him are trying to write some stuff a little bit different than whatever we have done before. So yeah, I don't know. I just show up and listen to the song and try to figure out something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that last song, I was like, it, I felt like it had a sort of a thin Lizzy vibe to it. And Pat, Pat yeah. was like, he, yeah. he, he said he felt, felt like it was more like Weezer, but I see the, listen to it and listen to it afterwards. I, yeah. I can see both of them. Like, and, and yeah. I can also see where Weezer was probably influenced by thin Lizzy as well. Yeah. I mean, we all have a lot of different um, influences. Um, I, I don't really past influences are not really anything I really listened to when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think me and JJ might be kind of in the same connection of what we listen to. He's a little bit more into the, um, newer metal, I guess you would call it style. Yeah. yeah. You know, newer stuff coming out in the last couple of years or so. Um, I was more into like the old stuff like Camel Corpse, Deicide and, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I love Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. I love Black Sabbath. I can't remember what band he was talking about the other day. He was playing guitar, and I was like, that's pretty cool. I thought it was his. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, this is somebody else. And I was just like, never heard of him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> Especially with like some of these newer bands. I mean, even bands that, that I should like, there's a lot of them I just don't know about. Just, yeah, I, I mean. I'll hear a band. I'll be like, "Damn, I need, I need to tell the guys about that." And usually, somebody will be like, "Oh yeah, I know them. I've heard of them." I'm like, "Okay, I've never heard of these guys before." <laughs> My problem is now I'll hear like a song and I'll be like, "Man, that's a really good song." 
And then I might go check out some more songs on Spotify, but I think I've got like my brain's full of like artists I can really, really like. So it's, it's hard to find new ones that I really want to get into. Cause right. it's like, if I start giving them too much of a chance, then they're going to take up too much of my time. And, and I ain't got time for that. So yeah. <laughs> sort of stick with what I know these days. And, and then what I discover, like if I see a, again, local music, new local bands, I love that. When it's like, a new, yeah. you know, yeah. there are a lot of like national bands that people talk about that. I'm just like, oh, whatever, man, I don't care. <laughs> it's just, it, they're fine, but it doesn't do anything for me. And it's, it yeah. probably would if it, 10 years ago, it would have hit me. But these days yeah. I'm just more like focused on local stuff and just, everything else I got going on in life. Yeah. I actually like going to see the local bands when I can. I'm, I'm very early riser and I hate to say, man, I'm getting to the age now. It's like, Oh man, it's nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking earlier today that I could kind of say that you're probably like the, the, the punk rocker that goes to bed the earliest and gets up or goes to bed the earliest and gets up the earliest. Cause you got the, the bread yes, route I, to do. I usually get up about 1am. So yeah, yeah. Calm down. <laughs> With everybody um, else, I'm still awake at that time. <laughs> yeah, most of you are still awake at that time or doing something or, you know, if you're playing a pump, pump band or a national band or even, um, what do you want to call it, not even famous and you just want to tour and do stuff like mm-hmm. that, you're still probably up at that time and going at it and not. I praise you to death, man, but I can't do that stuff no more. <laughs> well, if, if I had to get up at one, I, I would hope that I wouldn't still be up at one. So, but I, yeah. my my problem, right? My, my only excuse is insomnia. I mean, I and I can't figure it out. But you know, one o'clock is when I start thinking about maybe I should try to lay down and see if I can go to sleep. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I couldn't. I'm not a doctor, so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so let's let's step back a little bit. Like I told you, I kind of like to start with you know, kind of an early musical memory, something that kind of really grabbed you as a kid and that stuck with you right. all these years. You know, it's it's weird because my dad was a big rock guy and my mom was a big country person. Yeah, yeah. Like when we were traveling in the car, you usually was like country music going on, mm-hmm. and uh. I remember like going to Conway Twitty's, um, like home, yeah, his house, whatever. With my mom, she was a big Conway Twitty fan, and um, I was still kind of like in that mid like eleven, twelve, thirteen range, kind of yeah. trying to figure out, find my way, listen to music here, and I was like listening to Metallica, of course, and stuff like that. Um, you know, and I was just like, yeah, I was wearing a Metallica shirt and this woman looked at me. She was the tour guy. She was a young girl. She's mm-hmm. like, Metallica. Wow. I would never think I see somebody here that listens to Metallica. And I was <laughs> like, well, I listen to him, but I know who Conway Twitty is, too. Yeah, yeah. And I I knew him because my mom and I was like, well, I'm at Conway Twitty. You know, I'll listen to some music. And it kind of like, you know. I, I hate to say my first influence was a country singer, but it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Conway Twitty, of course, Elvis. My mom listened to Elvis all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know. I just kind of connected with that, and I just, like, brought it up to 11, if you want to say, you know, Spinal Tap kind of thing. I was like, yeah. oh, that's cool, yeah. but I want something heavier. I want something you know, raw. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to a lot more heavier stuff. My, my older brother... He's nine years older than me, and he was listening to like Misfits and and um, and uh, you know like uh, Exploited, Sex Pistols, mm-hmm. you know The Cure, The Clash, and stuff like that. And I was like, man, this is up tempo. You know, you're a kid. You're like, oh man, this is adrenaline. I love this. And um, I think it was a uh, fourteen, fifteen range. One of my buddies came up to me. It was like. Hey, you want to play drums? I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm never, I wasn't the guy that hit on pans or nothing like that. I won't lie to nobody. I, so you, you, know, you weren't like playing around as a kid thinking you wanted to play music at all. Like really? No, no, no. I actually had a friend ask me if I wanted to play drums. Didn't know anything about a drum set. Mm-hmm. Didn't know I had stand was ride or nothing. And, um, and I, and I think when I went and bought my first drum set at 15, the guy that was selling it to me knew that too very well because yeah. I walked in with, of course, my father. He didn't know nothing about 
musical in, uh, instruments to set for. When he was younger, he was a saxophonist. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he didn't know anything about drums. And we walked in there, and I, I think that guy just, you know, murdered my mom and dad, <laughs> right, you know, to them that day because, uh, like, it was a thousand dollars later, and we walked out with like a TKO drum set, which anybody knows anything about drums, it's like one of the worst drum sets <laughs> there is, and like some no name symbols and some stands and stuff. And then, you know, a thousand dollars, and you know, when I was 15, yeah. was a lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still a lot of money, so, but but not not really yeah, for a drum set. It doesn't go far. <laughs> That's that, that. That's about a you know a symbol and a and a and a stand and, and maybe a, yeah. a snare drum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. But yeah, when I was fifteen, I started with this friend of mine. His name was Simpson Hyatt, and I mentioned him before. I played with other couple uh, guys that. Um, one guy that still plays, uh, Jason Pillow, was in the band. He plays in a band locally called Walker Check. The other guy was uh, Toby. I'm losing his name. Oh, Toby Smith was his last name, and I don't. I'm not sure what he's doing now. But um, started a band called Fate of Society, mm-hmm. and it's basically a bunch of guys that didn't know anything. Showed up once at a house or a trailer. It ended up being a trailer towards the end. Yeah. But uh, just like listen to stuff, make up songs, kind of learn how to play drums. Was it? I Never, guess- was it punk rock or was it we were trying yeah, to do something it was, else? Just straight punk rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I try to, I try to in my twenties kind of advance my drumming style, and I try to play in like metal bands and stuff, but it never, I was never that gifted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Drummer to play that kind of stuff. I try to play like double bass pedal, and I still have one till day. Not as good as some drummers can play double bass and yeah. stuff like that. You know, but now, uh, now with that I, first band, you say that you just basically learned to play drums by playing in that band or playing with did, were the other I guys. Played, uh, yeah, I would take a, a cassette, yeah, and I would like play it and then I pause it and then I try to copy it on the drums, okay, and then I rewind and play it. We didn't have all this, you know, how it is, don't have you, we didn't have YouTube yep, and, yep. <laughs> and nothing like that, and I didn't know how to read sheet music. I didn't even know what a rudiment was. Um, you know, I, I've had progress in my age, like learning that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually can play to a click track now, which is phenomenal for me because for years I could not do that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> now, now the other guys that were in the band were had they ever played before, or were they were they kind of learning no, as well? No, I mean the guitarist was probably. The guitarist and Simpson, which was the bass player, were probably the most music inclined people in that band. And of mm-hmm. course, the singer was the singer, and me, I didn't, you know. But they were patient. They yeah, were yeah. patient. Let me learn. How, and and I, I'd really be honest with you, like you're saying right now, or like you said before, it's hard to find a drummer, mm-hmm. or anybody wants to be a drummer. Yeah, yeah. But I had a passion for it, man. I, I just, I kept on doing it, and I'm still doing it till this day. Yeah. And I tell everybody, when I stop having fun doing it, then I will give it up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, that's what we always say. And that's one reason why like, we're not doing Van Huskins right now is because towards the end, it just got to be where it wasn't any fun anymore. Um, yeah. Not not saying that that band couldn't be fun in the future, but just situations, circumstances, it just wasn't fun anymore. And so now me and Eric are just like, let's do something different and make it fun yeah. again. Because if yeah. it's not fun, then we don't want to do it at all. Sometimes you just have to stop and re... I mean, I've been in so many bands in that amount of years. I'm 44 now. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I started at 15, so I 
couldn't tell you. Eight, nine, ten bands. I don't know. I've been playing with Patrick since 2007. Mm-hmm. We were in a band called You, Me, and Us before we started Long Shot Odds. Yep. And I first heard about that band from Tiff Tantrum. Yeah. You say you want to evolve. I want a new revolution. This band, not as much. I don't think he really talks about politics too much in this band. I'll be honest with you. I really don't know what the vocals are until (laughs) we, like, go to a recording studio. I get done with my thing, and then I go sit down there, and they go do vocals, and I'm like, oh, that's that's." That's what he's saying. Trust me, I know. I know the feeling because sometimes I'll be sitting there and Eric's recording vocals, and I just start. I'm trying to keep my because we'll be in the same room, and when we record at Brandon's, it's like all in the same room. So I'm trying to stop keep myself from laughing because I don't want to get caught on tape. Because you know Eric's lyrics are kind of funny sometimes, and it's the first time I'm really hearing what he's saying, and so uh, I I get that. Yeah, yeah. People don't understand. Oh man, you should know what the lyrics is. I'm like, bro. It's kind of different when you're a drummer. All I'm listening to is like bass and guitar and like trying to like stay in tempo and stay with the groove and yeah, like yeah. just keep the keep the pounding going, you know, and just like like hopefully everybody enjoys what we're doing musically. I and I and I I tell people this to this day, I even popular bands, I I enjoy the heck of I'm not sitting there listening to the lyrics ever. I'm just listening to the music. Yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm, I'm just just more interested in hearing the groove or what's going on. And um, I can sing the bass line before I can sing the lyrics. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> on most songs, I, like. And then I'm 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 very I don't know if you're this when I after I record something I'm go, God I could have done this or did this or yeah yeah do this. I'm saying yeah that always like happens that, <laughs> that always happens and and then you know we've talked about re-recording some stuff too for that very reason like oh we added this to it afterwards or you know right. maybe maybe that recording wasn't that great but we just we just kind of keep moving it's like well we'd rather record a new one but if we ever get to the right. point of having some time or you know if van huskins ever gets back together and we had that time in the studio you know there's a few i wouldn't mind tackling because you know they, they've changed so much over the years not necessarily because the recording was not what we liked um because right. I, I can deal with a yeah. bad recording I everything just, progresses man we've re, we've re-recorded and uh long shot oz uh blood and asphalt like three times yeah. or four times <laughs> I, I don't even know man it's been so many times now and and it, it's like okay now we're now we're going back to the original when we play live now we're going back to the original way we used to play like when we first kind of like started it and i'm like now it's got a little bit more different drums to it that i do than i did on the first recording and i'm just like you know what i'm not recording that again dude <laughs> this is you know <laughs> you could first off first off it costs a lot of money and i know you know that and uh that, yeah that yes people that's why you need to support local bands and local mm-hmm. venues to help these bands because they're we're not doing it for the money because there's no money in it. <laughs> no, no there's, there's not that much money, and and then we don't take that. Or I'm sure some bands do. I'm sure some bands take whatever they make that that night, and they turn around, and they pay their bar tabs with it. But we all well, we yeah, take it, no. we take it, and we stick it in a jar. And then when something comes up, and we need you know, yeah, like record drum heads because we're gonna go record. We yeah. throw you know throw some money on some drum heads, and then we'd use the rest to go record. Or you know, if somebody yeah. needed it for something that's there, but it's always like we need to pay it back because it's got to go to recording. Yeah, what, what what we usually do? Um, I don't really drink at all, hmm. so when yeah. we're playing a show, you know, everybody uses their personal money when it comes to like food, yep, yep, yep. or bar tab or anything like yeah, that. We all, all that stuff. 
Yeah, we all have jobs, and when that with that little bit or any, I mean, sometimes it surprises you what you come home with, but you, we usually just kind of put, you know, one person handles that and got a little stash, and it's like, okay, well, we need some more merch because we don't have this, or we, we need to record, or, you know, sometimes we pay for, uh, I've never seen anybody use it for their equipment, because mm-hmm. I always pay for my own equipment stuff. Yes. Um, I don't Pat has or JJ, but um, you know, but usually it just goes to recording and that that's usually what we did too. It was just you know the last time we recorded, Ben was you know saying, "Man, I wish I had new drum heads. I just can't afford them right now." And I'm like, "Well, well, yeah, you know, I don't want to record and sound bad, so let's go get you some no, drum heads." No, no, yeah, <laughs> uh, terrible drum heads is not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, most bands I talk to do the same thing. They squirrel their money away that they make it shows what little bit it is. Sometimes it's, you know, a little bit. Sometimes it's like you said, sometimes it's a little bit surprising and a decent amount. But, you know, it, it, even a, even a good show or a good, good uh, payday from a show doesn't buy a whole lot of studio time. So it's because it's kind yeah, of expensive. And, yeah, and, you know, people, I don't know what gas is up there now, but, you know, like mm-hmm. us tra- traveling to Charleston or Charlotte or anywhere like that. You know, Charleston's two hours, Charlotte's two hours, Atlanta's four hours, mm-hmm. uh, Alabama's five hours. You know, gas is not cheap anymore. And I mean, we just, we try to pack everything into one vehicle and mm-hmm. make it somewhere. And sometimes it's nice if you uh, support the bands that are traveling, try to find gear for them so they don't have to bring everything. Yeah. Um, Ever gone. I think we're yeah ever gone. We're playing with those guys. I think they're from up there. Yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah they're friends of mine. Uh, we're playing with them next Saturday, and I've been talking to um, Scott. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah, Scott. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to handle a couple things for them. You know, like have a drum set there in Charleston. That way, I don't have to bring that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and I'm and, you know I'm sure every drummer I'm kind of like that too. Like, oh God. You know, <laughs> So is this a house kit I'm about to walk into? Like, what is this thing? But it's it's a nice drum set, so he doesn't have to worry about <laughs> whoever drummer is about that. And um, we got a bass rig for them too. So, like, basically all they need to bring is them and some guitar amps. And you know, like when I do shows down here in Columbia, when I can, I try to do that where people don't have to like bring their whole like mm-hmm. life with them. Because traveling with all that equipment, man, it, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, especially if, you know, most, most people don't, in the band, unless somebody has a van, you know, you've got, most people just have cars or a truck or something. Yep. And once you put all that equipment in there, then you might not have room mm-hmm. for everybody in the band. So you're taking two vehicles. No. And like yep. you said, gas is too too much right now. Yeah. Soda City Riot was very phenomenal for like four or five cars. I was like, good God, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> The hell with that. Well, now, when <laughs> yeah. we play in Charlotte, because of course, Charlotte's a lot closer for us, but when we play in Charlotte, we all drive separately, and that's part of that's like so we can leave when we want to leave, you know, so nobody has right. to wait to the I not Not that. that we try to leave early, but, you know, I, I ain't got to wait on Eric if Eric's not ready to leave at the end of the night, but that never right. happens. <laughs> that never happens, trust me. Um, Eric's always the first one gone. <laughs> but, right. uh, but yeah, we'd usually, and sometimes it's because we could show up at different times, but every now and then, like, we'd carpool with the drummer, um, we stopped doing that towards the end though, because you know, that whole drinking thing, me and me and Eric don't really drink. He did. Right. And he would use that as right. an excuse to drink more. <laughs> so, right. so then we right. started making him drive and like hoping that would change things. And unfortunately it really didn't. <laughs> I hate to hear that, man. Yeah, but, it's hard, man. I mean, I was a, a very bad uh, drinker in my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. I was in a bank or early grace and it was like a, I would, of Alice in Chains and Nirvana mixed together. Okay. And I, you know, I was coming out of a bad relationship. Um, you know, somebody left me and I just, I went to a, a, a bottle or not really a bottle, a can. Mm-hmm. And I kind of didn't look back for a long time. And um, I'll be honest with you, playing in You Mean Us, I probably was 90% drunk most shows too. Mm-hmm. And I really recall in many shows I played, which I hate to say that, man. Yeah. There's a lot of people I, I don't remember that I played with or recall their names or even recognize them when I, because some of them are, you know, still around the scene and 
they see me and they know who I am and they want to talk to me and I'm sitting there like, Oh God, I don't even know your name. <laughs> like I'm staring at them like, Oh, come on brain, start working a little bit better. And, um, I kind of quit. I started getting really trying to stay in fit and, you know, you know, I, stuff was hurting. I was like, wait, well, this wasn't hurting like, you know, years ago, but yeah, you know, yeah. of course you're getting older and everything, but I, I quit and I just, I really don't, I, I'll drink a beer here and there, but nothing crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of the same. Like I, I haven't had one in, I'm, I'm thinking six months or so. I'm not keeping track of it. I never, right. I never really had a problem per se, but there were times when I was pretty damn close to it. Um, right. you know, when I was younger and even, even in more recent years, but, um, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm totally quit, but for right now, and unless I actually want one, I'm not going to drink one. I went and hung right. out with a friend recently and he's like, man, you can have one beer if you want it. And I'm like, I don't want to. Don't so really, I, don't I, really need it. It's like, if I, I, if I wanted one, I'd drink it. Yeah. I don't need one either, Mike. I mean, I'll be honest with you. There was, there's a lot of shows from two years ago, three years ago, you know, people go buy you shots and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just go and hand it to Pat or somebody because yeah, yeah. or JJ or somebody, because I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't partake on that because, uh, really at the end of the night, I found out that usually I'm the most sober person anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm driving back. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we travel a lot. We we don't really play Columbia a whole lot at all. Yeah, so yeah. we are always like a lot of times it's Charleston, and we're trying to like venture away from that. I'm like, dude, we got to quit playing Charleston so much and like try to like play Asheville or Charlotte or even go back to Atlanta or something. And we had. We had a blast in uh, Atlanta and uh, Birmingham, Alabama, last time we went down those two places. You know, mm-hmm. we took a little—I guess you call it tour, but I call it two-day show thing. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we had fun up when we went to. Uh, uh, we played Camp Punksylvania, like not last year. This last year they had it, but the year before, and uh, we had a blast up there. It just took forever to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. We had some. Uh, we had, we rented a van, and it just didn't turn out to be what I was hoping for. The van was just terrible, and I just I don't like new technology. Just give me something that can you know drive, man. I don't yeah. I don't know about the self driving stuff and swerving off lines and stuff. If it feels a sensor go off and all that crap, I was just like, dude, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned your first band. You've mentioned uh, you, me, and us. Uh, yes. You mentioned one other band. I'm, I'm trying. I can't remember the name at the moment. Oh, the band I'm in now, Longshot Oz. Well, Longshot Oz, but you mentioned another yeah, one. Yeah, I mentioned um, Early Grace. Early uh, Grace, that's right. Uh, yeah, I probably played with them for about two years, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played with them uh, before them. I uh, played in a metal band called M. Uh, well, actually, uh, yeah, In My Trunk. Okay. Yes. And that was kind of a metal uh metalish i don't really know what to call it um i did one album with them i don't know if you can find it now or not i, I used to have a you know a horror copy of it yeah i used to play in a, uh, a band called lift kit mm-hmm. it was a metal band and um in 2000 i want to say it was probably 2000 probably nine, 1999 2001 uh, 2002 era. I played in a oi punk band called the Perpetrators. Okay. Um, there is a recording of that somewhere, but that recording's not me on drums. Yeah, uh, yeah. Another local drummer named Jason Wooten recorded drums and a mm-hmm. different guitar or bass. I'm not really sure what uh, Bubs played in that uh, band, but me and the bass player in that band actually left at kind of the same departed i call it yeah um same time so i never have really any mutual disagreements with bands i've i've left um usually most of them have left i think i've gotten let go of one or two of them but most of them i kind of like just left on my own and it's probably just mostly i don't know if it was just just didn't have the feeling for it anymore i just needed a break or i don't know you know i never really took a break from music i just kept on going and going even when um tyler 
from you, me and us was trying, you know, he was like, he was done. Uh, Patrick kind of asked me if I was able to keep on going and if I wanted to. And I was like, yeah. Um, but it's like, I have a stipulation and he was kind of like, what's that? I was like, let me find the guitar player. Yeah. And, um, he just didn't know I was going to go find a metal guitar player at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had two choices. One guy was named Chip Duncan, mm-hmm. and I actually played with JJ in um, Early Grace. And it's kind of funny because JJ was like 15 or 16, high school dropout, living on his own, mm-hmm. kind of surprising at that age. He was the bass player in early grace. Yeah. But I always knew his love for metal and his heaviness. He always wanted to play guitar. So it's like, yeah. And then he started um, playing a band called, I'm going to try to say this right, Mike, Indifit uh, Sovereign or something like that. Or yeah. Indifious Sovereign or something like that. And uh, I think they played with a lot of big metal bands like death or you know other metal bands like that you know back in the day yeah and um i told pat about chip duncan chip was moving to richmond virginia so i was like all right let let me try this you know just call up jj see if this number still works and it seemed to work and i said hey you want to want to play some punk rock (laughs) (laughs) like that you know (laughs) and he came and stays ever since i'm kind of surprised he has but you know he loves playing music, and like I said, everybody still loves playing music with the band, so we yeah. just keep on going every year. Yeah. Now, have you ever played in two bands at the same time, or have you always just been one band? Uh, one band I drummer? tried that one time, and it's not. I actually, I don't want to say try out, but I actually went and jammed with uh, Dwayne's band he's in now because he's always wanted to play guitar, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and Lewis Turnout. Yep. I went there. Everybody was cool and everybody was good. Uh, the only problem is Dwayne plays the way Dwayne plays, and I play completely different than yeah. Dwayne does. <laughs> and I was trying to do what Dwayne does on certain things, and he's got a, a, a weird the way he plays. I watch him, and I'm like, God, I don't, I don't know if I could do that. He just got this one style he can play, just really good, and I'm mm-hmm. just not. I'm more of a single stroke guy, and he could pull some doubles in there and stuff, yeah, and yeah. I'm. You know, I, it just didn't sound the same. And Aaron was like, dude, you're just way faster than what we usually play. I was playing everything <laughs> like, you know, twice the speed. And I was just like, man, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just, I'm more comfortable. I hate to say more comfortable playing fast and slow. And I know that's my. I guess Achilles tendon. When mm-hmm. I go down slower, my brain wants to work more, and I, I guess I f up more. Yeah, <laughs> I have this theory in my mind: if I could just make everything fast, yep. I just nobody will hear my mess ups if, <laughs> if there is one. <laughs> and the reason I ask that question though is because I, I, so many drummers, especially around here in, in Charlotte, and I'm sure it's the same everywhere, um, just end up playing in more than one band because there's so few drummers, yeah, I, but there's I've there's been, so many people that want to play music. Yeah, I've been asked. Um, there's not a whole lot of uh, punk bands in Columbia. Yeah. Um, I have been asked to play in a couple of metal bands. I've been asked to play um, in, in other bands, but it's more like ground-up bands, writing and all that stuff. And um, not a, I, I just hate to say this. I'd just rather, if I did do something like that, it already be like established or even hate to say this might be a cover band just because yeah. I know what these guys get paid yeah, yeah. on a Friday and Saturday. Uh, trust I me, I, I've thought about making that my second band at some point too. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what those guys get paid. And plus I know, um, you know, um, you know, and I hate to be saying that it's by the money, but times are rough, man. And every little bit helps, you know, I got a, I got a family of, of, I got four kids and, you know, they're still semi young. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to feed them and everything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything else, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I've thought about doing a cover band here and there, but, you know, it's just like I just want stuff to be already established or, or something like that. I just, I don't, 
hate the writing process. I do love it, but mm-hmm. I don't like being there when somebody you got two guys going there okay let's do this and let's do that i'm like why am i i'm i'm sitting here for an hour yeah, watching yeah. this you know <laughs> which is great in some aspects but it sucks in some aspects too after a while you're just like i could be doing something yeah you yeah know? and then they go don't don't hit the drums you're over there like trying to stay warm on the like <laughs> just hit the drum here or there but anyway whatever yeah yeah, I, we never really did this like the songwriting process like that. Mostly, Eric would bring the ideas, or, or usually a full song, and then we just start. Yeah, then usually, we just just as a band, all of us jam on it, and then we work workshop it through you know yeah. week, weeks weeks of, of going through it. Yeah, and that's usually what we do too. But sometimes I notice, yeah. like lately, you know, it's more of a okay, I got this, and and JJ's trying to figure something out or. I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's just like, uh, you know, and even he, even he himself has said before, Corey, you don't need to be here for every practice. Like we need to, like sometimes it just needs to be the bass player, the guitarist and, you know, Patrick here with the other guitar because Patrick's starting to play guitar now too. So it's a whole different dynamic on the band. So, you know, for years I was like, Hey man, how about a second guitarist? No, 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 no. He did keyboard for a while. And he brought a trump trombone out one time. And I was just like, what the hell is going on here? I was waiting on some chimes and <laughs> some other stuff coming in. I was like, Oh Lord, where's the centaur? <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> well, it's like, I was telling Eric, it's good because Dwayne's Dwayne can't do it until November, basically. So we got a few weeks before he's going to be able to, Right up right. here and, and practice with us. Right. I told Eric, That's I said, in man. in the mean <laughs> in the meantime, we definitely need to like just get together with the guitars and and, and keep yeah, work yeah. workshopping what we've got and get yeah. it together. So when Dwayne gets there, oh, he'll yeah, he, he'll be able to just hit the ground running. Dude, that is one guy I can tell you that will walk in and be ready to go and probably just go okay, yeah, okay, yeah. ready to go. You know, listen to it a couple times, and um, I've kind of night kind of starting to grow into that to myself i've been like you know researching drummers for years and now google's great and you just can watch videos on drummers and different styles and i've kind of and and you know uh people kind of freak out when they're like oh man what uh you know what what punk bands you listen to and i was like well i you know i used to listen to the exploit sex pistols blank 77 Mm -hmm. um you know, Misfits, of course, you know, Schultz will D really like Rancid that just because of that style, you know, yeah. uh, love Dropkick Murphy's love flog, flog and Molly, like listen to that Celtic style too. Would love to be in one of those bands, by the way, yeah. Mike, if you know anybody, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I got to find nine people in yep. the band. <laughs> got to find a guy to do like keys. Got to find a guy to do like, uh, horns or you know, bagpipes or something, and I'm like, nah, that's just that's just too much work. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just weird. Like last two or three years, I've really gotten to blues and jazz, mm-hmm. and um, just listen like Miles Davis Quartet, uh, Clifford Clifford Brown, Max Roach Quartet, and, yeah. um, and then you know, of course, I man, I I'm, I'm I, People were like freak out. I says, man, I'm kind of a '90s kid, and like you know, I, when I was in the '90s, you know, you listen to like Chris Cornell, and you listen to Soundgarden, and you listen to Alice in Chains, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I listen to popular stuff too, you know, and I, it's like, man, those those drummers were great, you know, yeah. in, in those bands, man. I, I think I think people that do listen to more than just punk rock are better musicians, more well-rounded musicians. Um, I definitely listen to all kinds of stuff, so. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I like a lot of punk rock bands, but you know, you're usually going to find me with like a country record on or something, you know, no mm-hmm. classic country record on or something like that. Right. Uh, Queens of the stone age. I love them. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. so, yeah. uh, you know, I listen to a little bit of everything and, 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 and I take really inspiration from all those and, places. And nobody really knew about them until Dave Grohl got behind drums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was like, no, oh, it was Dave Grohl. We didn't know he knew how to still play drums. It's like, okay. <laughs> If I had to say, a lot of people say, you know, because I'm a one-two-beat drummer, pretty mm-hmm. much. 
my style's probably basically stolen from Charlie Beyonce yeah. from Anthrax. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not very fancy at all. One, two guy, roll here, stop and go. Um, try to mix it up a little bit when I can. But like I said, you know, over the years, like, you know, like I said, technology has advanced so much. Mm-hmm. And um, like watching, just going back and like watching Buddy, Buddy Rich or, I don't know, Max Weinberg, yeah. which is son Jay Weinberg plays for Slip, Slipknot. Um, Neil Pert, of course, mm-hmm. you can't. Keith Moon, John Bonham, yeah. you know, guys like that. Um, and then, you know, some some people that I, – I, I like Max Roach. I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah, he was a yeah. jazz drummer, Art, Art Blakey. And even local guys, like local guys. I Man, dude, I in my 20s, I was like, all right, I got to do something because I was just like – the guy that just banged the hell out of the drums mm. as hard as I could. It was like I was trying to kill somebody. But in the same sense, man, I could feel it right here in my, like, you know, your, like, um, from your elbow to your wrist. My, yeah. you know, this, this area was just killing me all the time. My, my, you know, my hands were hurting. Well, from 15 to 20, let's say six, I was playing drums wrong. Yeah. I've never used my wrists. And I went to go see this guy named Danny Boozer. He's a local jazz guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's probably, I say 71, 72 now. Um, anyway, this guy, he, he did this thing where he record you playing drums just by yourself. Yeah. And he basically looked at me and he says, are you trying to kill the drum set i mean are you trying to break everything on the drum set and i was just like what are you talking about he's like you totally play wrong <laughs> and i was like man i'm self-taught i didn't know anything you know mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I still was like that guy was like oh i just beat that yeah you know <laughs> and he taught me some things and it was it was very enjoyable like learning stuff and i tell people like that I, like even at 44 years old man i still I Google a lot and I, and I, and it's always drum videos and I look and I go, God, that's cool. Let me try to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, let yeah. me try to try to play something weird. I've never tried in my life. And of course, most of the time I suck at it, but yeah, you know, and I, I, I tell people, man, I, I, I tell people every day, it's like, you know, something about music, you can learn something new every day in music. Oh man. yeah, definitely. And, it, and, and you just can't, and like like you say, man, I'm just one of those guys. I don't want to base it just on punk rock. I love punk rock. I love playing at punk rock. I just, I usually when I'm listening to the radio, I'm not listening to punk rock. Yeah. I'm usually listening to uh, either a podcast or just jamming away with something on the radio. Then it's usually something old from the '70s or something. Yeah. But you know. I mean, I love playing punk rock. I love playing fast, and I love I love the chanting behind punk rock music. I love the style. I love everything. But I also tell people, punk rock is in your soul. Mm-hmm. So don't ever like look at somebody and go, "Oh, they're not punk rock because they don't have the studded jacket and all that yeah, and the mohawk." Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude. Sometimes I show up to a damn uh, show in a, uh, my work outfit, which usually is a collar shirt and, uh, some, <laughs> some shorts. I always wear shorts 24 yeah. seven. Hey, l- let easy. me stop you real quick. Uh, I need to grab, grab a charger before my computer dies and then everything cuts okay. off. <laughs> uh, but I'll be right back. Anyway, I didn't what else? What's up? Uh, I mean, Mike. What uh, else you want? 
I don't know. I was going to say, I, mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. If, if, if you still need to like finish your thought or anything. No, nah, you're good, buddy. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just, I just think, uh, you know, I just don't want people to be one-minded on, on people when they see them. Sometimes you never know the ne- guy next to you could be really good, humble person, you know? Yeah. And I just feel like more people be need to be more, um, open up for, you know, different styles of music and stuff and open-minded yeah i think you know like i said i think i think you're a better musician overall i think i think you're a better band if you don't just listen to punk rock because i I see plenty of bands that i can tell that's all they listen to and you know they're fine but there's not a lot of dynamics there it's like yeah "Mm, heard this before and it's not really that exciting yeah um but yeah i think i I just and i think when I don't, I don't like going back to our band all the time, but I think when Patrick writes, it's always something different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We never have like the same sound. And um, I think that's a lot of problems when we try to sell ourselves. It's like we can't say, hey, we're this genre of punk or we're this genre of punk or this genre of punk. I just call it just like fast rock and roll personally, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And I totally understand that because the same thing with Van Huskins. Like, you know, we always said we play what we want to play. We don't really, like, try to have a sound. Although, you know, you can tell it was Van Huskins. Um, But, you know, every song was kind of different. And every song was influenced by something completely different. And this song might sound a little bit more metal, but this song's going to sound more indie rock, you know? Right. Um, And that that comes from having all those varied influences, but also just from not putting yourself in a box. You know, and thinking, oh, we got to sound like this. But like you say, it makes it hard to sell yourselves because it's like, well, we punk rock for lack of a better term, but man, we live, we have classic rock influence and metal influence, and yeah, we're all over all over where it comes to uh, uh, like and like you said, man, like older guys like us have lived for a while and venture in so many years of of music, you know, you start to collect different bits and pieces here and there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure when we were younger, we we're all and just like i'm not listening to that or whatever (laughs) (laughs) um so you said you you were in this you've been in the studio recently uh re-recording an old song working on a couple of newer ones and i know patrick when i last talked to him said that y'all were and this is what a lot of bands are doing these days and it's really probably the best way to do it is putting out singles here and there Yeah. yeah yeah well this time we did a little bit different um so uh, the first day we went in, we did the old song. Of course, that didn't take a second. Um, yeah. And then we did another song. Um, I'm not going to say the names because I'll be honest with you, Mike. Like, I'm <laughs> really by that, be honest with you. So I, I can't. Uh, usually the way they do it is they do a, um, um, like a rough guitar track behind a click track. Mm-hmm. And then what they'll do is that rough guitar track and that click track goes into my, you know, my ears when I'm when I get on the drum set. And um, the third song that we play, we're we're playing. It's one of those songs that's it's good, but it's just, you know, what I'm saying. You got to get that feel to it. You got to get that right tempo, that right, I don't know, dynamic to it all together. It just has to be like right there on point every mm-hmm. time you. Play if you don't do that it just sounds like crap and it's one of those songs so you can't play it too fast or you can't play it too too slow or you can't. it's just one of these weird um you know um click tracks dynamic sounds it's like 131 or 133 or something weird you know something yeah. weird bpm or something like that but anyway the, when he recorded it the first time we went I guess he went home and listened to the recording, Patrick, of course, and he was like, no, 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 this this is supposed to be faster than this. And and then we went back, he went back last time we went to the recording studio, which was like two weeks ago, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, it was September 23rd. No, I'm sorry, it was September 3rd, 23rd. It was like September 30th, 31st, or whatever the last Saturday of September was. And I walked in, I was like, Wait a second, this is a lot faster than the recording I got because, you know, I'm playing behind you. Um, I don't know if you see it behind me, but I have an electric drum set. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm playing home to this 
this recording you gave me, and I'm like, wait a second, this is twice as, you know, this is like five BPMs faster or six BPMs. And I'm like, most people were like, what what the hell is that? I'm like, well, that makes it faster, you know, yeah. it makes the song <laughs> faster. Might not seem like a whole lot, people, but it is when it you're is. playing drum. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, anyway, I'm like, okay, so I had to sit there for a minute and listen to it. The last uh, last song we did on the recording, which I, I, after a minute or two, I, I I nailed it pretty decent. I had to I had to punch in a couple spots here and there, but wasn't too bad. And not as bad as I thought it was going to go when I got there. But um, anyway. And plus, I had no sleep that day, so which yeah. sucked, especially for somebody that gets that up at one a.m. Um, but uh, yes, any drummer that's listening to this, invest in an electric drum set. I was prone against them for years and years and years and years, and um, I happened to meet, meet a fellow named Greg Apple, and he was like selling one, and I was like, you know what? let me give it a shot, you know, I ain't, you know, what, what's the, you know, what's going to hurt, and it was a decent price, you know, he sold it to me for, and, um, you know, I was just like, okay, cool, and I set it up, I still haven't read the book, I'm not going to lie about that, but, um, I, I've learned most of what I need to learn off of it, you know, like, the electronic parts of it, but I, I enjoy the hell out of having it, man, I'll be honest with you, Sometimes I'm just like, can I just like sit at home and uh, record on USB and just, <laughs> you know, like send it to you on the computer? I don't even have to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would work. It would work. <laughs> yeah. So, do you know what oh, yeah. you, what you're going to do with those the songs you record? What are you going to do with with the with the one that you re-recorded? Are you just gonna Are you going to just put it online? Or I, I don't really, man, Mike. You ask me questions that <laughs> I don't have answers to. Well, um, I know so I know how it goes sometimes with with one person kind of doing most of that kind of. Yeah, work for the band. I would, I'll tell everybody. Usually, um, I don't know how it works in most bands, but the the singer or whatever he is, or guitarist or. It could be a one one guy usually handles most of that stuff um, when it comes to like releasing it or whatever. Um, I just man, I I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I'm like I just show up and play drums, that's, and I like that part. That, that's what. Trust me, that's that. A lot of drummers say the same thing. Ben was the same way. He's like, I don't know if you ask me anything about the band, I don't know, but I I just know when I got to be there to play. Half the time he didn't yeah. know that. We'd he'd ask us like every week, when's the next show? It's like in yeah, two weeks, Ben. When's our next show? It's this our, weekend, Ben. <laughs> you're like, Ben, by the way, it's this weekend. Oh, crap. I had something going on that day. I guess I could change it. And well, it's good, like, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> good thing is Ben never really has anything going on. So that was that was, that was was a good thing. But I think in the back of his mind, he knew, but it was just always like, oh, it would sneak up on him, you know. But yeah, 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 yeah. like with, with, with Van Huskins and, and I imagine the, the new band uh, will probably be very similar. Eric plays guitar a lot and he writes a bunch of songs so anytime i think about writing something like i come to practice and he's already got two more and it's like why don't i write anything yeah and I, so then i, I handle my, of, i handle most of the business and it's just like yeah. that's the way it is yeah you usually have to have one guy uh do the uh the the business part of it i have noticed i i i used to do a lot of booking mm -hmm. and i used to handle the merch and I, I used to do this and this, and I, I had to kind of talk to him like, hey, somebody else has got to do something. And and really, I think Pat was like, about the only one that kind of stepped up and said, I'll, I'll start doing some stuff because he, he knew I was just getting burned out, man. I was just, everything was running together. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm usually the, the guy that works the, the, you know, the odd hours and like the most hours of yeah. everybody in the band. Well, we'll be looking out for those songs whenever they come, whatever they're called. <laughs> I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be mostly. Um, uh, you know what? I think Pat texted me to say, "Tell you it was like next year." Next year. <laughs> I want to <laughs> say because um, I told him I was like going to talk to you, and he was like, "Oh, cool." And I, I was like, "Yeah." He said, "Just say we are working on studio new album, releasing some singles along the way, probably mid." I guess the album will probably be mid twenty twenty four. He's saying, yeah, yeah. He says, I guess. So we we will probably be releasing singles out here and there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what he said last time was that release singles from time to time, and then once you got enough of them out, put out. Yeah, we just want together. people to stay interested in the band because, like I said, we don't play out. I'll be honest. I I feel like we could play out more. 
I want to play out more. And like, and and then, and then that's why I always always hit me up by emails. It's like, hey, what about this club or what about that club? Because we're trying to we're trying to play more, and we we just. I mean, I love Charleston to get death. I love those people that support us down there. But you, you know, after a while, you know those those people are just going to be like, oh god, they're playing again this weekend. They just played like three weekends ago or something like that. Yeah. And I don't want to be. I don't want to like people be. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but you know, it's just like after a while, you're like, hey, we got to go other places. We got to play different places. Yeah. You know. And I, I want to play different places, and I want to play for different people. That's that's us too. That was another thing with with Van Huskins was we felt like we couldn't really get out of town that that easily um, for reasons, and uh, so that's one thing with the new the new band that we want to do is is get out of town more often. And if we have a, a drummer that lives in Columbia, well, we'll have a built in reason to get out of town a little bit more often. Yeah, uh, but we want to play like other towns too. We don't want to just do Charlotte and Columbia. We want to go to Charleston and we want to go to you know, Wilmington and Chapel Hill and Asheville and maybe, maybe yeah. Atlanta, you yeah. know, it'd be nice to, to get a little bit further out of town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like at the end of the day, like I said, everybody has jobs now and we're all older. I mean, I wish I was young enough where I could go, Hey, I want to be gone for two weeks or three weeks that are able to do that. Be honest with you. Yeah, but- I wish I was, I don't think anybody in my band is maybe able to do that anymore, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you get older, but those, those two and three day jumps, you can pull those off every now and then. Yeah, I mean, you know, even four days sometimes you can pull off. We've we done it and still survive and not kill each other, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's another problem Van Huskins might have had, too, <laughs> if we tried to go on tour. <laughs> the, the killing a member the of the band. Or, a yeah, member of the yeah. band. We'll put it that way, not each other, but just a member of the I've band. I've always learned, just kind of <laughs> just kind of walk away, man. Just walk away after a while. Just like, yeah, this ain't, this ain't worth it. <laughs> So yeah, put the put the brakes on that for a little while. It, like I said, it may come back. There's people that would still love to see a Van Huskin show, and I I would love to see another one. Um, oh, but, I would. But I think we all need some time off from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody. Every, sometimes bands just need a break. You know, and never know what'll happen. Yeah. You know. Well, is there anything else? Um, I've got basically I got about an hour recorded, and that's sort of what I was looking for. Um, uh just go out and stream us uh hopefully we'll be up in charlotte eventually and play a show somewhere in charlotte or gastonia or wherever else there is to play in north carolina or somewhere yeah. i don't care where i'll play somebody's house if i if they want me to oh yeah, yeah. Um, i've done plenty of those in my life um you know i just i'm just here to you know i think in the end of the day man launch out of Oz is not really here to make a billions of billions of dollars we're just here to play music and hopefully people enjoy have a good time maybe dance to some of our songs we like we we would love to see that um you know love to play with you know any bands that wouldn't mind playing with us or whatever and um to another year of doing I guess punk rock music. Oh yeah, and uh, longshotodds.bandcamp.com. Uh, yes, sir. Long, long shot odds. Just search them on any social media. Well, yeah, Facebook, Instagram. Long, probably. Yeah, I always tell people long shot is one word. One word. Oh, yeah, that's right. One, yeah. one word on long shot. A lot of people want to put two words. I don't know why. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's about it, Mike. I I ain't got nothing else. I don't know. You yeah. got anything else? No, not really. <laughs> I'm I'm sure it's probably getting close to your bedtime too, so you can get up. Oh, and, it's uh, past bedtime. Go sir. go uh, go stock stock the bread tomorrow morning. Yes, so, sir. I'm so, a bread man. So let me let me let me let you go. And I, if I'd have known this was past your bedtime, we could have done it. Maybe oh, yeah. Took a look at the mirror on the shelf, and the man looking backward himself. He's better now than I've ever been. The least of his problems I can tell that his life is a mess And he probably don't have any friends And the ones that he does never hang Well, it's gotta be them Yeah, it's probably them There's no way that it could've Had anything to do with Anything that he said But not sure if he meant When he could've said nothing But put his foot in his home up instead of leaving well enough alone He's always left picking the pieces off the floor Now he can feel it deep inside down in his core But there's a 
voice in his head One that is always screaming Don't be yourself anymore Take a deep breath and try to not be That guy in here all of the time Because that guy you've been It's wearing pretty thin So long he could buy We're just meat sacks floating through space Not unique, no, we're all the same Yeah, so let's fight a war Celebrate, no What if we don't? Maybe it'll be different Or maybe it won't Well, and what if I choke On those words that I wrote Or maybe we'll slow it down So they can tell We're not a joke, at least it is Gabba Gabba Hunt Media Production. Don't see in your cast, Mike. Where's your cats? What's that? I said, where's your cats? I don't see none of your cats. Oh, they're around <laughs> here somewhere. Uh... <laughs> Sylvester was like a... There she is. Come here, Sylvester. Oh. Why are you picking me up? Yeah, man, I still hear you. You still hear me? Yeah, sort of, just barely, like, because out of the headphones. Here's Sylvester. Oh, hey. Is that your newest one? That's, uh... I've had her Is that a rescue? That, yeah, that's a rescue. That's That was uh one of the cats that was behind the where I work at Domino's. I remember you, yeah, I remember you saying you rescued one. And I brought her home, and she had her babies, so... Um, and I, and her name's Sylvester cause she's black and white and I started calling her Sylvester before I realized she was a girl, but it doesn't matter. Um, but I have one of the babies too, <laughs> Johnny paycheck and he's around here somewhere, but he's probably hiding right now. And then Falcon is locked up in the bathroom cause her, she does not get along with Sylvester. <laughs> Falcon is my original cat. So I just flipped her world upside down when I brought Sylvester in here. Right. <laughs>